What is up, people of the extranet? Tyler here with Random Automotive, here with Cody. Say what's up, Cody. Hey, what's going on? Typical intro. And so on today's episode, we're going to discuss cars, and of course, different types of cars. We want to talk about electric, hybrid, and fuel. I say fuel because it's commonplace to throw gas in here, but there are different types of fuel. you got propane, you got gas, you got diesel, all the all the junk, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, from we want to talk about personal experiences and uh, costs associated with them. I know it's a controversial topic, and uh, but we do want to jump into it. I do want to say a couple of statistics before we get into it. Um, the typical average upfront purchase only cost for three types of gasoline cars, or uh, excuse me, gasoline car is thirty three thousand seven ninety seven is the average. Uh, hybrids at thirty nine thousand forty, and electrics at sixty six thousand nine ninety seven. I think those numbers might be a little out of date, but the operational costs vary. Yeah, for sure, and I'm appreciating sure get a brand new Mitsubishi Mirage for like $18,000 with the crank window. Yeah, because so. that's what we want to do. <laughs> that's an outlier for sure. <laughs> so, you know, let's just kind of delve right into this. I know you, I've drove an electric car. You have a hybrid Escape. What influenced you to buy the, the Escape over a normal gasoline, naturally aspirated vehicle? Uh, well, my wife likes bells and whistles, so it was a titanium. Um, that's why she wanted it. But also at the time, she was working an hour away from home, and uh, the car reliably got 40 to 50 miles to the gallon. Okay. Well, and I wonder too, because my option was I bought a RAV4 last year Mm -hmm. and they basically said, if you want to do a all wheel drive model, you have to buy hybrid. And man, I didn't want to do it. It was like, there's too many moving parts to a hybrid. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it's half electric, half diesel or half gas, you know, whatever. And it was like, ah, man, I'm just afraid something's going to break. And I know at least on the very basic aspect of it, if you talk about hybrid vehicles, Toyota does have it down. They've had the Prius out forever. And I know Ford and Chevy does too. I think the main topic there is just, I don't want it to break. That's interesting because on Ford's end, you can really, as of right now, get the all-wheel drive model with the the EcoBoost. Um, The hybrid just came with the front-wheel drive on both wheels, right? uh, which is interesting. What type of hybrid is it, though? Is it like the type that it swaps gas electric, or is it the kind that mm-hmm. you drive on electric and basically your motor's a generator? Yes, that's it. Um, yeah, so the motor, it's got regenerative braking, um, okay. hill assist, all those things. You don't have to plug it up to charge the So electric. you can drive it, and it can be on full electric? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, Or is it always on full electric, and it just it charges itself? How does that work? So if you are going through like a parking lot, or you're going about 30 miles an hour, the, the gas motor will shut off and it'll be straight electric for a little bit okay. until the electric motor kind of runs out and then the gas will come back on. So that's a 2020? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're driving that for the last three years, have you had any sort of special maintenance costs associated with that? Not at all, no. Um, the oil changer is still the same. Um, the factory battery in the back, the 12-volt battery, hasn't even gone bad yet, yeah. which is a I think not really a common thing with those cars, but uh, they do go out eventually, especially sitting after a while. Well, that's an interesting point you bring up. You said the oil changes are the <laughs> same. So what do you mean by that? Is it is it every 5,000 miles that they just change the oil, even though the motor may or may not get used as much? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Okay. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. That's okay. Zero W20. Um, might as well be water. But, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I think everything's going to that now. But yeah, um, yeah it's, it's all the same. It's still... Um, there's not even a, a fuel filter cartridge. It's still just a regular fuel okay. filter, um, which I really like. But it's really just straightforward 
almost old school because you know, anything newer than the Rolling Stones like NASA to me, right. you know. So when I popped the hood and I saw all these cables and wires and this huge orange wire going across, I almost threw up. See, that's what scares me because I see the hybrids and they got mm-hmm. the orange wires and it. And I think it kind of goes to an old school th- type of thinking. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, it's an electric. I don't want anything to do with it." Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of on the fence of that, too. I get the point. And the thing that I think automakers are really trying to push is, dude, it's going to be all electric one day. And we're coming up on that pretty soon. You know, there's there's pledges out there already from GM, GM, Ford, and and things like that. They're pushing it pretty hard. It's just, I just don't think the technology and the resources are quite there yet, especially city infrastructure. Right. uh, Because you got to think, the whole city just has a certain amount of kilowatts, and then you have everybody sure. with electric vehicles to charge at the same time. Not to mention they're all bursting in flames, too. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's, got, that. Like, there's that. definitely infrastructure that I don't think anybody's really yeah. put too much thought into. It's almost like you got to build a whole new city from the ground up right. with that thought in mind right. for it to work that way. Yeah. Um, it's just so much power output. And I get it. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, fossil fuels may be limited and I'm not getting into the political aspect of it. I could care less about that. It's more or less just saying, you know, the methods that you create electricity, you have to use fuel to make electricity, Mm -hmm. no matter how you look at it, even if you have an electric car. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the resources are still limited no matter how you look at it. And, and you know, to kind of dive into my experience, I drove a Tesla last year. I went to Orlando and I rented a Tesla and the thing about the larger cities are there are electric chargers every corner. They're, they're there. Mm-hmm. You know, the infrastructure is there, you're, you know, for a limited amount. The problem is, like, where we live, there's no electric chargers in this town. If you go to the next town over, there's a couple. Uh, but it's not a lot. You know, you have to put it in your house, but then you take 16 hours to charge. And... If you're like me or, or you, I mean, how many miles do you drive at work today? I know you drive a, a company vehicle, but I mean, if you're driving a typical commute just to your office, what does that look like? Oh, like a 40 miles round trip. If I had to use my personal vehicle. So yeah, I mean, 40 miles round trip, you're getting about three days out of a 180 mile Tesla range. Mm-hmm. And then you got to charge again. Now, what happens if you have to make an emergency trip to the doctor or the, the ER or something, or, and you got four miles of range? You cannot go to the gas station and just put five dollars in gas in it and be done. And there's also the winter, the cold weather that exactly. zaps electricity pretty and, bad. Too. And the air conditioner too. And to kind of dive into my, my Tesla experience, the thing that I noticed the most was I drove it. The range was okay. It was an absolute fun vehicle to drive man you, you it would throw you in the back in the seat instant and, torque. And, yeah instant yeah. torque it was you know zero sixty in like three seconds and you can't beat that um and, and you know i never really had anything the problem is the whole roof of that car was glass and when you're in florida dude it's 140 degrees it's in that car in a terrarium <laughs> yes and it, it's like it would melt your scalp off and then the air conditioner wasn't great it really wasn't it was mm. like a system that's low on refrigerant you know, it eventually would catch up, but you know, you're full blast wide open. All of a sudden you go from 96% to 88. And it's like, you really pay attention to that number. You know, if your phone about dies, you kind of pay attention to it a little bit, but that that's your fuel. Right. And in the back of my head, I was constantly wondering, dude, what, what happens if I get to 10% and I'm in limp mode and, and I'm 50 miles from a charger? Some dude comes in with a diesel generator and charges you. Exactly. Up. And yeah. so that's kind of the fuel <laughs> aspect of it. So, you know, have you ever driven a full electric vehicle? No, um, not completely, yeah. just straight electric. I've ridden in one. I never drove one. Um, I've, had, I've ridden in a Tesla myself, and it's interesting. I mean, just to, you can use the car for an outdoor speaker if you wanted to. I right. mean, just the kind of innovations into it, and um, everything's on a screen. There are hardly any buttons in that thing. 
Um, yeah. The self-driving is crazy. Honestly, I wouldn't put that much uh, faith in a piece <laughs> of technology. You know, I was especially nervous. Like, you know, that's funny because I did that. I used it, and it, man, it took me like thirty minutes to figure out how to work it because I've never done the self-driving aspect. Like my car has the lane keep assist, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you're driving a full electric vehicle, and well, it doesn't really matter if it's electric. It's a Tesla thing. We can say that. That's fair to say. Mm-hmm. And it was like I don't trust it, dude. I was sitting there, and I'm like, I'll drive it for two seconds, and it's like. No, I can't do it. And then, but it was so annoying because if you slightly bumped the steering wheel, it would shut off. Interesting. And then and it would just ding ding or whatever the set. That was beautiful recreation there. That's but, the exact opposite for <laughs> gas vehicles. You right. got to have the you know right. some kind of resistance on the wheel to let them know that you're so, there. So I mean, there's a lot of neat features that come with electric vehicles, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of automakers out there. I mean, you got the Ford Lightning, mm-hmm. you got the Mach-E, and in my personal experience, I'm okay with Ford making. An electric car. I'm okay with Ford making an electric truck. Do they have to call it the Lightning? I like the idea okay. that they call it the Lightning, to be honest, because it kind of just, you know, with the heritage, because they started the Lightning um, with the OBS Ford. Yeah. Uh, like the one I have in the backyard out there. That was the first Lightning with 5.8 liter. It was. See, and, and that's where I'm like, and, and I don't mean to cut you off there, but it's like, that is what I pay tribute to. Mm-hmm. That is the the full gas 5.8 liter mm-hmm. truck. Now you've got you're you're tarnishing that name in my head. I I think it played perfectly. It's almost like Ford put some forethought into it, right? Because it is interesting. Well, Lightning fully electric. You know why not? That's interesting. But that, that is, I agree with that aspect of it. The thing that I don't like about the Lightning and not the Lightning itself, like the idea is interesting, and of course with generations over time it'll get better and better. Sure. But people compare it to a regular work truck and you can't do that right. not even with the original lightnings um, especially the one with the uh the one after the obs ford with the 5.4 liter supercharged in it that yep. wasn't a truck to haul things with it was just basically like a show truck like a car right. with a bed that you could just like a little hot rod kinda. that's true that's true like the how much you could pull was just based on how much you could put on the back but bumper. you could put something in the bed yeah, you no, could. absolutely. You, you can do that with the Ford Lightning. The it's Lightning. just people are trying to pull horse trailers and then only get 30 miles right. of range. Well, that wasn't really what the point so of the Lightning was. What market does that entertain then? Because in my head, you spend 38000 Well, my numbers are probably behind. Everything's expensive these days. Mm-hmm. You spend 38000 for a work truck that's a V8 5.0. You spend 110000 for a Lightning Ford that you can only go 110 miles in. That's somebody that has extra money they don't care to do with okay. that wants a bed but Sorry. also wants a Tesla. Yeah, and the Cybertruck's not out yet. Don't know when that's going to happen, but they want fully <laughs> never, electric. Never, dude, dude. It's next year, next year, every time. Yeah, they want fully electric. They yeah. can go to Costco and just load up the back with groceries. I mean, that's really so. That's it, all I would use. A it regular. entertains the city market, but if you want to move your your sister or your mother in law from one house to another. They would still do it. It would do that. You just have to charge it in while you're setting up shit in yeah. the next house. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if what entertains the the Mach-E market. Probably the same. I mean, with the Mach-E, of course, they threw the Mustang name on it, but it's... Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Should they threw it, Should they have thrown the Mustang name on that? No. Okay. No, it should have been a Focus or even a Fiesta. Well, I, mean, I mean, it should have been something and else. And to my point, the names are limitless. You know, call it a, a Ford whatever. Yeah. You know, you can make a new name. Why do you have to throw the Mustang name on there? Right. Is kind of my thoughts. Now, I mean, I've seen one in person. I've never driven it. I'm sure it's fun to drive. But it entertains a very specific group of people, and I mm-hmm. think electric cars do, mm-hmm. where hybrids are more feasible because if you do commute 50 miles to work, I mean, like in my personal experience, I commute 0.8 miles to work every day. 
I mean, literally, I could walk to work. And that's why I have no problem saying, you know, I could drive an electric car. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that my family and everybody is 40 miles away. So I make a 40-mile drive two or three times a week. Is that feasible for me to have an electric car? Probably. Honestly, I think it could work. If your case, if you're driving your personal vehicle to your work where you commute 40 miles a day, four or five days a week, I don't think that works. Unless they have a supercharger at the place of employment. Right. Then And we don't. So and it's cheaper. Work. It is cheaper. The thing that, that folks realize, don't realize is that you know electric cars, I, I pulled the fact up a few minutes ago. It was somewhere in the area of $66,000, $66,997 is the average upfront cost of an electric vehicle. If you have to do a supercharge, it takes 30 minutes, which, you know, if you fill up your vehicle, it takes 45 seconds. Mm -hmm. um, but it costs $7 as opposed to 50 mm -hmm. So it just kind of depends on, it is cheaper in the long run to own an electric vehicle. But the question I think that begs, and, and what is your opinion on it, are electric vehicles disposable? Will they last past five, six, seven, eight, nine years? I believe with maintenance, anything could last long, but it all depends on the maintenance. Like uh, some people have a garage and keep their car in, sure. so they're out of the elements all right. the time. Right, and, so and in general, that's going to vary. Right. It is going to vary. But the question is, I guess, you're, you're operating off a lithium-ion battery. And it's not going to last forever. Right. It's like your phone. Mm -hmm. And anybody who's had a phone, regardless of the iPhone aspect, over time, the battery gets worse. It degrades. Over time, technically, yes, your engine degrades. But we're talking two or 300,000 miles. But the thing is, is if you had a, let's say you went out and you bought a naturally aspirated Ford F-150 and in 20 years from now, it had 33,000 miles because it's set in a garage for the last 10. You fire it up, the seals are good. How much longer do you think that truck's going to last? Probably 170,000 more. Mm -hmm. If you had a Ford Lightning that had 33,000 miles on it, 20 years down the line, it only had the same amount of mileage, but it sat in your garage for, for 15, 20 years. Will it be any good? Hard to say. I don't think so. I mean, have you heard of the Prius graveyard? Yeah, exactly. Where yeah, and that's kind of... just cheaper to buy a new Prius than it is to replace the right. EV battery. And I mean, it's just it's stuff like that. And I feel like people are really overlooking that. And it, and it may not even been overlooked. Maybe we're just moving into a market where cars are meant to be more disposable in the future. I believe that. But then, you know, I mean, and again, I don't want to get into the political aspect, but then you're talking about how you're filling up landfills with pieces of cars mm -hmm. in 20 years. So, so you're saving the planet, but you're not really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's kind of like, it's just that aspect of it. And I, I mean, I don't know. And I'm not, I'm not trying to spend this whole episode against electric cars. I think if they got there, they'd be great. Yeah. I just uh, think the technology is like, it's just with anything. It's still young. Like um, before gas vehicles, we had the steam engine and like four wheels. Right wheeling around on that you know it's just it, it just takes time to innovate and maybe find another metal that may be better last longer besides lithium we just haven't found it yet right and i think the thing you got to look at too is if you go gas or hybrid you're still going to have the the oil change you know you're looking mm -hmm. at three thousand miles per every few months but that's an older vehicle mm -hmm. newer vehicles go what seven to fifteen thousand on oil change intervals now i had a 2012 mustang that can go ten thousand never push it that far but it's an option yeah, right right i mean yeah i would never have either you know and if you look at that on hybrids you still have to do that there mm -hmm. and you're inquiring a higher upfront cost mm-hmm you know, except for when you go electric, you don't have to worry about that. So you, you, you eliminate your, I mean, how much is an old change now? You're, you're, you're probably pushing 80 to a hundred dollars in some vehicles. If you take it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. If you take it somewhere and do it and the, the vast majority of people do. Mm -hmm. 
And I think it, it definitely does cut down on that. You're losing that aspect of it too. If you get electric. So, I mean, that's, that's one advantage. I mean, and then you've also got, you know, you've got to replace a car battery and on average it's, it's, it's looking like it's four to five years to do that. Yeah. Mine's getting close. I've been going three years now. It's 54 or 51, 52,000 miles right. on the same 12 volt battery. So right. it's really, I got my money's worth on that one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. And then of course you got brake pads, you got spark plugs, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the, the recommended according to this fact sheet that I got says that he recommends changing spark plugs every 30 K. I, I don't buy that. I, I've never changed a spark plug at 30 K. I've usually done a hundred. No, yeah, I think it depends. Like the old depends copper on the ones maybe, yeah. yeah, but the iridium ones now, I mean, they last forever just about. Right. So, I mean, I think it's, you know, you do lose those aspects of it. So the trade-off really, I think, is the hybrid is the fuel efficiency. Mm-hmm. I think a hybrid car has the potential to last as long as a gas car. Mm-hmm. Um, because usually if you lose the battery element of it, it still is going to work. You still have the the gas engine. You know, you're not operating up to par. You're not getting the fuel economy. And then this mm-hmm. is going to what we're going to talk about in the next episode is how we save fuel economy with turbos. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of crazy that you would have never thought that looking back 20 years ago. Um, but I think the aspect of it is too is just you inquire less maintenance costs electric, but you pay it more up front for it. Mm-hmm. You have to wait forever for it, and will it last as long? And I think you know that's one of the biggest things that we look into. And you know. Something that has a misconception is electric vehicles aren't new. If no. you if you think about it, they're they've been around for decades. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, some of the first cars that were invented in the eighteen hundreds were electric. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, look it up. Edison really messed us up on that. <laughs> he did. And the thing, you know, I think it's the electric cars never have. You know, we we've had a fascination achievement. Even getting 150, 200 miles up to 300 miles out of some of the new, you know, there's a lot of new automakers out there too. You got Tesla, you got Rivian, you've got a few things like that. And they, they're achieving two or 300 miles, which Mm -hmm. in my head, you know, I'm arguing at the beginning of this episode, that's not great, but go back to the GM EV one days in 1997. And if anybody knows about that car, we could probably do a whole episode on that car alone. It was around for a few years and then GM pulled it off the market and they basically don't exist anymore. But the range was in the order of 70 miles. This was mm-hmm. in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ford actually come out with an electric Ford Ranger in the late 90s. And, you know, of course, better than a, you know, whatever you're using. I have a Ford Ranger that has the Vulcan 3.0 in it. That thing will kick forever. Now, it ticks, no, like, tone tomorrow. But, hey, you know, it works. Yeah. But the range was 41 miles. And so we have come a long way. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's the, the, the moral of the story. The thing is, um, and, and there's other types of fuel too. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll ever get somewhere where we're at a place where you use hydrogen or something? Well, Toyota's already working on that. Okay. Uh, they entered a, I believe it was a 24-hour endurance race with a hybrid Camry or Corolla. Okay. Um, the only real downside to that is how long it takes to refuel the car and also the fuel itself because it's got to be liquid hydrogen. Mm. So you got to keep it very, very cold. Um, and it takes, I think they said like 30, 45 minutes to fill up a, a tank. But, Which is interesting because it's still less than electric. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's, it is interesting. To some, to some extent, unless you use a fast charger. And the exhaust is just straight H2O, just straight water. You know, in my opinion, that See, my should be the way we should lean towards. My brain can't comprehend that. Right. How does that even work? Not exactly. It's I just mean, the, the combustion 70% part of it. of the planet that we reside on is water. Mm-hmm. And so if you could restore that, 
you're just contributing to the ecosystem or the or the the chain or whatever you call it. You know, I, I, I sucked in school, so right. you know, but whatever it is, where the cloud evaporates and that you know that kind of mess. I think that's that's the way to go. And I mean, I think so. I mean, I think we should really limit. And you got to think it's the input is hydrogen, the output is H two O. You're not gonna run out of hydrogen. It, right. Put it in and it puts it right back out in a gas form or water. Right. It depends. And then you just recycle. It's just the whole point is recycling, keeping it cool. I mean, it's a little kind of like um, oxygen, you know, when you keep it at a liquid, yeah. when you transport it, it's like, hey, don't hit this vehicle. It's got oxygen in it. It will, you know, blow up or whatever. So it's but under compression. So it kind it's of have it to creates be. a hazmat situation. I mean, it's the same with gasoline, I guess. Just well, yeah, volatile. I mean, gasoline will blow up and blow a whole town up if that's the case. That's true. Right. So it's just, I, I think, in my opinion, that would be the way that I would lean to. Um, just because I think that is healthier for the environment instead of mining cobalt and lithium and all these things for these electric vehicles. So if you're you're operating off of a normal household budget like we both do and you were presented with the opportunity to buy a new car tomorrow, what mm-hmm. would you buy? The gas. Gas. If you commuted 2 miles to work every day, what would you buy? Gas. Okay. And what's the, what's the basis of your decision on that? Uh the probably with the electric having that hooked up to a house that I bought back um like my house is from the 1980s and it's still got like the old school electricity it's just not worth to me the cost that's already going to be retrofitting higher retrofitting your house right to make an electric vehicle exactly work. it's that's already a good point. And the electric vehicle is already going to be a higher cost than the gas and now yeah. I got to put more money into it just for the car to last if I'm ho- cuz I don't have a garage either if I'm hoping 4 to 5 years until elements get to it <laughs> there's something about plugging your car electric car into the rain that just doesn't sit well with me i mean yeah like, <laughs> like wear today. rubber boots dog but like it's just yeah, um, I mean, but it and that and, like, and then the cold but i mean then you got people who smoke cigarettes pumping their gas but that's a whole different story <laughs> yeah no we don't talk about that we just <laughs> move two pumps down but um it's just and and then you got to worry about the winter like the winters here where we're at they still get pretty low i mean if you live in like somewhere like california or i wouldn't say phoenix arizona because your car would melt but um (laughs) literally yeah like somewhere where like the the temperature the climate's pretty year-round normal i mean that would be perfect yeah i mean that would be the market to go to but when you have i would not go anywhere near wyoming with an electric vehicle especially in december yeah so yeah, to me, I would go get, or at the most, a hybrid, like what I did. And that's exactly why I did what I did. Right. Yeah, and I think we're both kind of speed junkies, too. And, and I think that's what we're going to talk about a little bit in the next episode. But it's it's more or less performance. And electric does have the performance. Mm-hmm. But the trade-off is you lose 20% of your range by flooring it three times. It's interesting. Now, you can go down a hill and climb 1% because you get regenerative braking. Right, but, right. You know, it's, I mean, it's interesting. I saw a video of a guy in a, in a model plaid played whatever um he was racing a dodge demon on the strip and okay he was like hey can i go around the water box i don't need it <laughs> so he, <laughs> yeah. and they line up and he just leaves them every right. time now i right. don't know where he's going after that to charge up or like i don't know how many times he made the pass but i mean he was beating a dodge demon yeah you know i mean and there's there's definitely different markets in there that's one of the things i think we were going to bring up on just as the point of the the broadcast here was depends on what market you're in you know, if you're wanting a fast car and the majority of people don't, mm-hmm. the majority of people just want a normal performing vehicle. Um, and I know we're moving to a point where, you know, everything's going to be electric one day. And that's cool. That's great. And I think they'll come down with you get less performance, but more range. I right. think that'll happen. I mean, we're, we're in an evolving timeline. You know, mm-hmm. if you look yeah. at how things 
how far things have come in 15 years. It's it's quite spectacular if you think yeah, about it. Straight up, dude, bring back nuclear. You know why not? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I think it's I think that's what we have to go with, and it depends on if you want a fast car and you're a speed junkie, go buy you a Dodge Demon or Hellcat. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way to go. If you're wanting something that's reasonable on fuel, a hybrid. Mm-hmm. If you commute two miles to work a day, which the mass majority of people may, I think you buy an electric. You know, it just really depends on. But for you, you say gas is the way to go for now. Gas slash hybrid, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if, if this is fact or not, but I'm pretty sure with the model plaid and then the ludicrous mode, mm-hmm. I think he got that right off a of straight um, Spaceballs. Have you ever seen that movie? I haven't. Yeah, I've heard of it though. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's where he got it from, which yeah. is, is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it, I would be feel the same. I'm more inclined to go with gas over hybrid because I'm afraid of something breaking, mm-hmm. but. If I had an option, I just I, I don't see that it's feasible right now in today's market and where we're at to mm-hmm. do an electric car for, for my lifestyle. And location, too. Right. Um, like I said, I probably wouldn't have an electric if I was in Phoenix, Arizona, because well, the, about it too. the AC is kind of crazy, How too. How much of the country's population doesn't live in a large city? That is absolutely true. So it's kind of one of those things where it's it's just, I don't know that we could make it work if you're in a rural area. Mm-hmm. And, and and speaking from experience, you know, we're in southern middle Tennessee where there might be one supercharger a town. If that, you get up to the larger cities in our area, which would be, you know, Nashville, Nashville, Memphis, Nashville, Memphis by God, <laughs> you know, then you, you're getting into the right environment there. But mm-hmm. that's the environment I think it wants to take. So, you know, I just have to say right now, until we get to the four or 500 mile ranges and we don't have to retrofit our house like crazy, mm-hmm. I'm all gas. Yeah. I mean, and you can plug up a charger just straight to an outlet, but it takes forever to charge the car. Yeah, I mean, if you really talking... want something feasible, you're going to have to retrofit your house with the supercharger. Now, if you worked from home, that's perfect. If you worked at an office two days a week. That's perfect because you could let that car charge. Mm -hmm. The aspect in my head pops in, though, is what if I have an emergency? Now I'm stuck at home because, oh, my car is at 2% and it's been on the charger for three hours. Oh, now it's at 4%. Or um, you left it at 50%. You didn't think you needed it. And then now there's an emergency and then you don't have the mileage to get there. Right. And there has to be a capacitive drain time. I would imagine, you know, drones and, and certain lithium ion products function the same as if you're at 100%, and in order to keep that battery in good shape, it self-drains mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, even, so if even you let phones. it sit a month, yeah, I mean, there's there's either, I wouldn't call it a parasitic draw, it's done on purpose to avoid the, the you know, to keep the battery going, right. to keep it to where it will last longer. Uh, it's a memory-type battery. And, you know, these things, you get, the thing I think about is these things were just invented a few years ago, mm-hmm. and were implemented in, in vehicles that people rely on. And I just want to make sure that something's reliable. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm afraid of. Like I miss physical buttons. Yeah. Um, I miss CD I players. It. Yeah. Dude, bring back the eight track, man. Why, <laughs> why did we ever get rid cassette of Cassette tapes, man. That's what I remember the most. I can remember having cassette tapes. I remember co- recording cassette tapes, but Dude, you know, it is what it is. Just heart dropping when you pull that tape out and the tape is still in the vehicle, but the plastic is out. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, wind it. you gotta stick your pinky in there and wind it up oh, the whole time. I hope the guy didn't chew it up. Well, guys, let us know what you think is the the vehicle for you if you think it's gas if you think it's electric hybrid you know or maybe you're just straight up hey i want to blow black smoke and do a diesel all the time you know yeah, something mean, we didn't discuss too much but you know I, you know let yeah, us know share your uh 
share your experiences and your opinions. I'd love to read some of those. Because we're two of 300 and something million in this country. So it's it's kind of hard, or our, our two opinions, to kind of justify what it is. So that's going to do it for this episode. Cody, thanks for joining us, man. Absolutely. Anytime. And um, we will uh, catch you in the next one.